Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of Switch Game Media Podcast. We're a media podcast that talks about video games, television, uh, music, and movies, and gets into our personal lives a little bit. Uh, this is episode 21. With me, as always, is my good friend, Connor Dufros. What's up, everybody? And uh, we have a returning guest host, Joey Baden. Hey, thanks for having me back. Yeah. Um, I think we mentioned it last time on the podcast um, that we were working on like the overlay and that it kind of got screwed up. Uh, so hopefully this is going to work. <laughs> and you guys are seeing uh, kind of a yellowish background with some social media and stuff on it. Um, we wanted to debut it uh, last week with Chris McCain, but unfortunately that messed up a little bit. So if you're watching this on YouTube right now, and you have no idea what we're talking about, then it fucked up again. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. don't worry about it. If it looks like it always does, then uh, this is, uh, it failed again. <laughs> yeah. But if not, then ooh, we're in these brand new boxes. Yeah, That's brand new boxes. And uh, our social media is over here. Yeah, over over there. Yep. All right, quit the game signs, <laughs> all right? <laughs> um, this is the same problem we had last time when I was like pointing to people in the thing but the boxes always get rearranged but now we don't yeah. have that problem because it'll be static every single time yeah um so this is just one of many features that we're trying to roll out um so we're trying to phase it out and hopefully increase the production value a little bit for our fan base that we don't yeah. have a name for we we're talking about that before the show <laughs> what screen arenas i love it <laughs> Some it rolls off the tongue <laughs> <laughs> Split screen redos. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> um, Something you guys, you guys come up with it. I want, I want the community yeah. part of this too. Yeah, put comment it down in the below. comment section be below. Um, I'll accept nothing if not split screen renos. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think I nailed it first try. But you know, yeah. we'll see if you can do better. Yeah, come up with something better. Um. So this week, I binged WandaVision. And you guys watched the finale, which came out a, a week ago as of airing this episode. Mm -hmm. um, so do you guys want to get into that and talk about it? Yes. Because I have some thoughts. Are we doing like general thoughts first and then we'll kind of maybe pick it apart a little bit? Can we do like a spoiler free section first? And yeah. then get into it a little bit more. I think it's still like a week out from the finale. So might want to be careful with spoilers, at least in this first section. Yeah. I'll put something down. So like skip ahead, I guess like there'll be a little warning that says, Oh, spoilers are about to happen. And then I'll, I'll put up a little timestamp that shows where you can skip to, to where we stop talking about WandaVision. If you want to like watch the rest of the episode, but yeah, we'll start spoiler free for a couple minutes and then we'll get into spoilers. Yeah. And we'll have the tags, um, marked as spoiler for the spoiler section as well yeah yeah so just go in the description if you want to like click ahead but uh yeah let's get into it chris i want you to go first because you've seen it most recently i guess because you watched it you watched the whole thing very quickly yes days. so um what was of uh, the mandalorian i did this with i instead of just watching it every single week one episode i just wait until it all comes out and binge it which i feel like is the culture now with like streaming shows <laughs> um but I did that with WandaVision. And I'm pretty glad I did. <laughs> uh, not to get too spoilery, but 
there were a couple episodes that I feel like you needed to watch like back to back to back. Um, but yeah, I, it, overall, I think the show is good. Um, I think it's it's not great. It's good. But it's not bad. It's kind of middle of the road. Um, it starts off really strong and then it kind of finishes kind of poorly. I don't want to say more than that, but I know that other people might have different <clears throat> views on that, um, depending on how you like your TV shows to play out. Yeah, I would, for the most part, I would agree. I think it's definitely like pretty middle of the road in terms of Marvel content. Um, some, some stuff it does better than like some MCU properties out there. And sometimes it's worse. It just kind of depends on what we're, you're talking about. Like, I think the overall style of the show is really, really good. Um, visuals are great. A lot of the, the sounds, the score is like, you know, it, a lot of like the theme songs that appear before each episode are pretty fun. Um, you know, there's definitely good stuff in there, but I would agree with you. I think, I think it starts out pretty strong, maybe like episode one or two, even though not a lot happens. I would even say three, like through three, it starts out really strong. Yeah, I would say because three, I think it starts to get a little repetitive. You're like, okay, I kind of get the the gimmick and I get the, you know, okay, we're parodying sitcoms from the past century, like blah, blah, blah. Like, let's get to some actual meat and potatoes. Like, let's get to the story. And I think by episode three, I was getting a little sick of that. And then, you know, four five and six i think is where the show really kind of took a a downward turn for me just because the side characters of the show i think are so weak and not fleshed out and that goes for anybody like whether it's the side villains or the side hero characters like they're just so uninteresting that i think it really drags the rest of the show down um but yeah, I, I guess I don't want to get too much into it because it's just general thoughts. I thought it was fine. I, I I really expected more, and I'm the more I think about it, I think the more disappointed I am. I want to touch on not fleshing out characters, but I want to hear Joey's kind of spoiler free review first. Yeah, uh, I think in in general I liked it, but uh, uh, I'm, I'm I, I think I consider myself kind of middle middle of the road between you two. Uh, although Chris, where you were saying you liked the earlier episodes and didn't like the later, I'm kind of the opposite, where I didn't really like the beginning episodes, but the more it went on, the more I liked it. Um, I, I didn't hate the side characters as much as uh, Connor did, but I um, uh, I can see where they need to be fleshed out more. Um, Connor and I had a pretty extensive conversation, and we could bring that up again here about some of the stuff they did and what they could have done to make the show better. So um, I think it's a good start for the MCU TV verse. I know they've technically, we've got like Daredevil and all the Netflix ones, and we've technically got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but since uh, uh, Disney Marvel has kind of said, so that stuff exists, but we're not going to really, like this is our first TV show that's, that's part of the MCU, and we'll maybe put those guys in. We still haven't decided yet. Yeah, but I think it's a, I think it's on the right track. Um, as far as like uh, productivity or budgeting, like it was, it, it, they clearly put a lot, as much money into this as they do like a real Marvel movie, and to be able to see that week in and week out was pretty great too. Um, so, uh, uh, like I'm excited. Like I wasn't very excited for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, actually, I wasn't super excited about this one either because. Those four characters, I don't find very interesting, but at least it kind of it gives it a chance to flesh out their characters more. Maybe like maybe like make me like them more. 
Yeah, I, I would definitely, I agree with you. I'm not interested in Falcon Winter Soldier at all, <laughs> especially now after the trailers have come out. I'm like, ooh, this looks bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which was the opposite with WandaVision. That first WandaVision trailer I thought was really, really good. And it got me super stoked for this show. Um, the problem is that that trailer really encapsulates like the bare minimum of what made that show good. And then a lot of the other side plots that they decided to bring in in later episodes that I think you probably aren't a huge fan of don't work for me at all. Um, there's there's one side plot with one character in particular. I'm trying to... <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys know what I'm talking about. There's like a, a, t- a turn for one of the characters. And that, for me, just didn't work at all. Um, I, I, will, I, will, I will bring that up. I'll keep it spoiler-free. <laughs> Yeah, I think if I, I'll get more general now, but I think one of the big problems I have with the show is them parroting a lot of sitcom tropes, but not fully understanding what made those sitcoms great. And I think a big problem is when they were doing, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, whatever, they kind of nailed the aesthetic, but none of the stories they told in the sitcom style were interesting or funny. Like the dialogue wasn't very snappy. The only time I thought it was was the uh, like the Modern Family era episode where I actually thought they nailed pretty much everything about that aesthetic and like yeah. w- how those characters would interact with each other. That's because you're not a fucking boomer. <laughs> you don't get it. <laughs> no, but I've seen old shows and the dialogue is much snappier and wittier. And here yeah. it just felt like it kind of fell flat on its face. Like they didn't know how to write good dialogue for that era again, I should say. Yeah, I think it might be kind of hard or easy, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how. I'm not a screenwriter, but I I feel like it could be easy because you have a lot of historical content to draw off of, you know, like just go watch some old shows and get some ideas. Um, But I also feel like it could be harder because we aren't from the generation of writers who wrote those TV shows. Right. Yeah, no, that's true. I think if we're going to bring this up too, I think a lot of people probably I'm guessing watching, even if you love the show, you probably had some problems with the finale. Uh, Definitely online. I saw that was where most people were like upset with how the show ended. Um, Which I guess, do we want to get into that now? Is that the end of (laughs) non-spoilers? Can I, uh, I said I was going to touch on your uh, not fleshing out the characters. The show doesn't have like a long runtime, like of actual content. Do you think that they try to squeeze too much in too little time? A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought too. (laughs) And normally that's not the problem I have with these shows. Like superhero shows like the flash have 24 episodes in each season. And it's like a ridiculous waste of time. Like you could trim that down to about eight to 10 episodes and it would be great. And this is the first show I really felt like had the opposite problem because there's only nine episodes and they're like around 30 minutes each. And I'm like, that's not enough time. Maybe that's enough time to develop Wanda and Vision, which I think for the most part, they did pretty well. Yeah. But all the other stuff they wanted to do, like the side plots with some of the people in Westview or the the sword side plots that they went for, way undercooked. <laughs> yeah. Super, super undercooked. Yeah. I, I really want to get into that. So we'll say this is the end of the spoiler section. Yeah. Spoilers, spoilers ahead. I don't know how we're yeah. so, so just we woo. We yeah. Woo. yeah. <laughs> Generally speaking, we, we thought it was pretty average. There were moments that sh- like shined and moments that didn't. Yeah. Agreed. All right. 
Spoilers. Spoilers. No, let's get into it. I hate Agatha Harkness. <laughs> <laughs> Say screw the general guy that I already forgot the name of because he was that forgettable of a villain. Is it Hay Hayson hey, Hayward? Hayward. 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 I like I like Agnes. I don't like Agatha. Agreed. I liked Agnes. She was fun in the show. I really liked her in the Modern Family episode. Um, the Modern Family episode is probably my favorite one. Um, just because I think it was the perfect mix of storytelling and fun, gimmicky kind of sitcom trope stuff. I thought the ninety or the nineties slash two thousands one uh, that, was pretty good. One, right? The mouth in the middle. Yeah, the mouth in the middle type one. I like yeah, that, that one too. Was pretty good. Yeah, that one had a lot. That one, I think, failed to understand what made Malcolm in the Middle so popular. Like, there were there were moments where the kids were doing the fourth wall break thing. They were like, oh, this is me and my family. And then, like, other characters would break the fourth wall. I'm like, no, no, no. It's just supposed to be Malcolm. <laughs> like, it's his perspective. And they, they kind of failed to understand that, you know, part of the show. But I think they, you know, obviously the dialogue isn't as witty as Malcolm in the Middle because how can you, you know, that that's the best sitcom ever. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, I, I was hoping they would put a little bit more effort into the writing, and that's probably across the board for every episode. Yeah, agreed. The <laughs> I want to really touch on Agatha that subplot and then the Hayward subplot because yeah. we're we're gonna start <laughs> off with the bad. And then we'll get to the good. <laughs> I, I agree. So I guess for anyone watching this, you've probably seen it already. You know that Agatha Harkness was behind a lot of the stuff that happens to Wanda while she creates this fake world for herself in Westview. Um, and she is a witch. And there are now witches in the MCU. That's a thing, apparently. Mm -hmm. It's very, it's kind of unceremoniously done. Like it's like, and, and you know exactly when it's going to happen when it shows like Salem, Massachusetts, 1668 and you're like okay this is i know exactly how this scene's gonna end yeah um and well, her her plot was just so unnecessary i felt like i think it also happened way too late in the show <laughs> yeah. episode the end of episode eight or seven mm -hmm. it's the end of episode seven and then eight and nine that yep. was that whole subplot and i was like that like was way too late of a reveal and you have not enough time to yeah. explain it and flesh it out and finish it in a way that is like an actually good story. I was didn't... telling uh, Connor, I think we we had a, a discussion about it um, after the finale, and uh, I was kind of talking about how um, I think they focused too hard on trying to make Agnes a twist for the viewer when Agnes should have been a twist for Wanda, but the viewer should have known. And I think it would have made for a much better story. So episode one, you throw in all that witch crap. Uh, start start off the show showing that. I don't know uh, if I and, agree with know, that. And then you start to see, you know, uh, and then it kind of like, you know, breaks away from that. You're like, okay, why did it show that? Who Who's that? Like, who the hell's that? And it shows Wanda doing her thing. And then when Agnes comes to knock on the door the first episode, you're like, oh, crap. But like, and you get to kind of, you know, find out with Wanda, but you yourself already know. I think they just, they tried too hard to, they forced a twist that didn't need to happen when they could have instead developed a character. Developed I agree with curse. that for sure. Well, they um, kind of did it with the sword stuff. Like they didn't really mention it until we, you got like the drone, but you didn't really know what it was in episode two. 
And then you saw like the agent at the very end of the movie, like watching the show. And right. then by episode four, they start that, that like, all of episode four is about like Darcy and the team and everybody and uh, uh, Wu and yeah, Monica. Maria? Yeah. Which one? Yeah. Which one is it? Monica. Rambo, Monica. Rambo. Uh, Captain Rambo. <laughs> yeah. She uh, and that's in episode four. And then that starts to play out through the next couple episodes. I feel like you you can't really tell us all about the witchcraft immediately like let it play out through and like let's follow it through when we find out about the witchcraft you can kind of look back and say well there's been hints but you can't really like determine like oh is wanda controlling this or is agatha controlling this because you don't know agatha's a witch and i don't think you should introduce it super early because then you kind of like spoil the rest of the show I think regardless, we can probably all agree it needed to be introduced earlier. Maybe not like episode one, but it definitely needed to be like maybe after episode two or three because they they released episodes one and two at the same time. So you could consider that one episode. Like I I wouldn't mistake any like or fault anybody for mistaking that. But then maybe at the end of episode three, you start to introduce the, the witchcraft stuff a little bit and then also make that the reason I don't like episode four is because it's just a massive catch up. It's like playing, it's like an expositional dump of just like, here, we're trying to like answer all of these questions immediately. And I'm they like spent three episodes wasting time. So they had to spend at least one episode being at the exposition machine. See, yeah, I this... kind of liked the first three episodes where there wasn't a lot of that stuff. I mean, there were like hints like the drone and things like that. And the, the beekeeper, but I, it kind of like set up like, we were going 50s, 60s, 70s, and it kind of showed the different, like, um, different eras of sitcom. And it kind of was like a little bit peeking behind the curtains, but not too much. And I really liked that for the first three episodes. And then, like, I think four, five, and six, you get into the meat and potatoes, which they filled with the sword stuff. I think they did a good job of that. I'm not going to lie. I don't. You're saying that they that they should have revealed stuff earlier. I think. I just. I just think the pacing is pretty atrocious. To to me, it's like, it, it's it's the the difference of this show and like Stranger Things season one, which honestly attempt to tell kind of the same story. Like there's this weird like, I don't know whatever you want to call it like ethereal magic that's happening in their world and they're trying to solve some kind of mystery of what's coming out in and out of this thing. And to me, the shows feel very similar. But the thing with Stranger Things season one is that it's paced perfectly, like pitch perfect. Like it gives you just enough information each episode to keep you coming back and to maybe answer one thing and then ask you two more things. And that's the most important thing in a show like this. Like You need that give and take. You need to know something and then you need to be asked two more things. And then that keeps you interested. This show is like, we're going to ask things for three episodes straight, and then we're going to give you 10,000 answers. Yeah. And it's it, it's just not, it's not a well-constructed narrative in terms of how it flows throughout the entire season. I feel like the first three episodes really set the tone for the whole, like not the whole show, but they set the tone for what could have been a good show, in my opinion. <laughs> but yeah. I feel like, I feel like we are what, like, the first three episodes really hone in on Wanda and a slow, like small, like little bits of breakdown, not like, like the first episode. I don't even know if there is a couple, maybe there's a couple bits, but like 
it's very slow. And like it's supposed to be because in the beginning, like Wanda just made this and she hasn't screwed anything else up yet, right? And exactly. Agatha is just there and she hasn't had the chance to screw anything else up. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's true too. Um, I think if you were really just gonna make this like a Wanda and Vision character study, which I thought it was gonna be, it like should it have just been. it should have been, then those first three episodes are perfect yeah. because it really sets up like this very slow narrative where it's just her losing her mind and him trying to figure out who he is as a part, like what, he, who he is and what he is. Yep. And they kind of get into that a little bit like episode five era, which I think the end of that episode is great where visions like screaming at her yeah. and they're having like that weird, like flying yelling match, which is awesome. Yeah. And I wanted more of that. But the problem is as soon as Quicksilver is introduced, this show kind of goes to shit in terms of like, where like what plot threads they're gonna follow <laughs> yeah it just turns into a giant mess basically well, that was part of the whole agatha thing which i think is just it messed up the whole show i think yeah. my dream for this show was you take the first three episodes and you follow that through and sure maybe agnes is a witch i guess uh but i i think you like develop wanda and vision and how Wanda is coping with Vision's death. And I don't know, maybe there's a lesson or something to learn somewhere. She didn't really learn her fucking lesson. Yeah. No. Especially by the end of it where she's like, man, I was too powerful. Now I'm going to get more powerful and bring my kids back. You're like, yeah, it, she all, learned all nothing people, from what just happened. All those yeah. people just look grumpy at her and then she flies away. And that's yeah, the end she of doesn't it. care. Yeah. She didn't learn her fucking lesson, which is fine. No. Whatever. She should have get whatever. We'll get into it. But I think you take the first three episodes and you develop the WandaVision thing. Drop sword. Sword doesn't care about this. Like the only reason they're there is because of some witness protection informant. Right? Yeah. That's the yeah. only way they know. Who I think is uh who Quicksilver actually was. I Th still I haven't saying. gone back to watch episode one to see if that's who it was or not. I was watching a video where they said that um he had like some headshots and that he was like studying his character or something oh so it's was... definitely ralph boner yeah, yeah. <laughs> apparently was... that's a that was a callback to some sitcom i forget the name of it where boner was like the friend of some guy i saw it written out on the paper and i was like please pronounce it bonner please <laughs> please don't be this stupid and it was it was that stupid is it pronounced uh, bonner in the original sitcom I don't know, but like you can you can say Bonner with how it was because it was B O H N E R. Um, I think like, I, I I could be wrong, but I think it was Boner. So, I should explain for anyone who doesn't. <laughs> at the end, so Quicksilver is introduced as Evan Peters, who plays Quicksilver in the the X Men series, um, which people were excited about because they were like, oh, maybe it's a multiverse thing. Maybe he's like you know he's come over from that series. Maybe it's just like a fun gag, but. I don't think anyone expected how it actually ended, which is that he captures Monica and right before he escapes, Monica Rambo learns that his real name is Ralph Boner. And the last thing that Quicksilver says in the show is ha ha Boner. And then <laughs> Bada Bing. <laughs> and people here's, here's one little tangent I want to go on just for a second, because I saw this online and it made me really angry. People were comparing this twist to the Mandarin twist in Iron Man 3. And I couldn't disagree more. 
the the Mandarin twist in Iron Man three, as much flack as it got at the time, is actually really clever. You can be mad that Ben Kingsley turned from like a ruthless dictator to like a guy who drinks beer and watches soccer or whatever. But the idea that Guy Pierce's character as the villain was actually the Mandarin the whole time is really genius because the whole movie is about sort of keeping your anonymity and controlling the world from behind a screen, essentially. And that's what he would be doing. He would be controlling the entire world with the vice president in his pocket. And everyone would think that this stereotypical Middle Eastern guy is actually the Mandarin. So he would trick the entire United States by using like scary terrorist stereotypes, which I actually loved. This is just some guy saying, ha ha, my name is Boner and the show ends. They are not the same twist. <laughs> and I want to make that very clear to all these like wannabe news outlets that are, that keep recycling the same bullshit opinion. Fair enough. <laughs> and that's my rant. <laughs> Can I talk about the dialogue in this movie? There are a lot of things that I really hated and loved. One oh, of them... Let's get into the hate first. <laughs> okay. In episode four, uh, I don't think it's Darcy, but somebody's watching WandaVision and they're like... Because it's the fourth episode. They're like, 50s, 60s, 70s, what's next? And I was like thinking in my head, probably the fucking 80s. I don't know. That's probably next. <laughs> I don't know. It seems guess like what? sequentially it, it was. <laughs> I'm no scientist, but <laughs> they're fucking scientists, though. If they're scientists, uh, I'm a rocket surgeon. Oh man, I really don't like that the characters were able to see the television show in the television show. I, I think I brought this up to Joey, but I thought that was really stupid. Like, I, I like the idea of in Wanda's head, this is what the show looks like. I don't like the idea that the show is actually being broadcast to people in the sword station through an old CRT. That to me was like so ridiculous. Yeah. yeah the I will say, so yeah, I, I wish they would have dropped the whole sword thing and we actually saw it, like how Wanda thinks it should be viewed. Although there was a couple dialogue pieces that like they were asking questions or they're like, Oh, they recast this person. And, uh, kind of like they were asking the questions that we were thinking like as we watched it which is okay i guess but <laughs> um it it kind of was like okay well i guess i'm thinking the right thing i'm asking the right questions when i watch this if that's what they're saying but also i feel like it was like a cheap like reinforcement mechanism like by the show to be like hey this is what you're supposed to be thinking yeah, it's weird that they wanted someone else to be the viewer of the show for the viewer. I'm like, yeah. this isn't this is an end game where you need an everyman like Ant Man to explain the plot. Like, you are the viewer. You are watching this show happen. Like, all you right. should be able to discern all this information from yourself because it's a sitcom. Anyone in the world, you can put on a sitcom and they'll understand why it's funny. They'll understand the story. You don't even have to watch it in order. You just get that you know the humor comes from these crazy characters. So for her to be like. Oh, that's weird that this happened. Like it would cut to Darcy being like, that's strange. I never thought vision would do that. I'm like, yeah, I know. Cause I'm fucking watching it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think they were trying to put us or rather they were trying to put sword in the same audience as us, but I don't feel like it really happened that way. It kind of no. came off as we were an audience to them. Who's an audience to Wanda. And I don't think 
that was the intention. If it was, it was pretty bad execution. <laughs> right. That's a really interesting point, Chris, because it it doesn't feel like an everyman explaining it to you. It feels like a middleman getting in the way of your enjoyment of the show. Like how you just described yeah. that is perfect. That's why I wish they would drop that shit. And we just we want we're the audience for Wanda. Wanda is making the show really for herself, but the show is for us. We just happen to see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you know, I know I know it's the MCU. I know they have to explain it to everybody all the dungo brains out there who are like, I don't get it. So <laughs> Yeah, you know you can't. It's hard to have subtlety in a Marvel movie. They've they've really only pulled it off like a handful of times. But I don't Um, know. I was I was hoping the show would be smarter than it ended up being. Let's talk about villains. Hold on, there's another there's another like bullshit like dialogue line I want to bring up real quick. Um, I think Monica was like talking about her hypothesis about like reality altering inside the hex or whatever, and then. I don't know. She's like going through it and like being serious. This is after I think they shot the the clothes that came back from the seventies. Mm-hmm. And like she was going through this like hypothesis and explaining it and like very serious. And then Darcy was like, you called it a hex. And I was like, You gotta be fucked. Like, come on. That's so out of place. Like Yeah. And that was like Marvel does that shit so much and I hate it every time. And I was like, just make that like an offhand remark later. Like Oh, haha, by the way, you called it a hex back there after she's done being serious and talking about her hypothesis. Yeah, and that's definitely a Disney thing. Because, I mean, say what you will about the phase one movies, and I certainly have, but they don't have that. None of those movies have that kind of dialogue in there. That is 100% a Disney influence. Like after, like post Avengers, like that kind of humor comes from that. It's, it's the same, you know, it's the Disney animated studio. It's like the new Star Wars humor that everybody fucking hates. It's all Disney. Um, and I really hope that they change it soon. Cause like it really, that humor, I don't even, I don't even want to say it appeals to the lowest common denominator because it's below that. <laughs> like, it's just so it's not even comedy. It's just not funny. It, it takes you out of the moment. is what it does. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it sucks. Cause I want to be in the moment. Yeah. I want to enjoy this show. Stop making me not enjoy the show. Yeah. You think <laughs> you're making me laugh, but it's not fucking funny. No, know. not at all. All right. You want to get into villains now? I do, yeah. Uh, we should only so stay I, on this for a minute, just like they actually did with the villains. Yeah, I was to say, I, I, I've, I've spoken my piece a couple of times before, but uh, uh, I, I always like to point out to people that Marvel is terrible at making villains because all they do is they make the hero bad and then they make it more powerful, and that's every villain. Yeah, uh, or most villains, I should say, except for all the main exception that is Spider-Man villains. But if you go back and look at at Hulk, who is Hulk's main bad guy? Abomination. And He's what is Green Hulk's power? <laughs> He's Hulk, but bad. He's Hulk, but bad. <laughs> or you've got Red Hulk, who is Hulk, but bad, and also Red in the same goddamn name. <laughs> yep. Uh, you look at Doctor Strange, and they said, uh, was it Caecilius? Caecilius, yeah. And then I guess you're going to get Mordo. Yeah, then- Mordo eventually. Who's Both of those are just doctor strange but bad just bad doctor strange uh and then we could go on for hours with that you know you look at uh iron man and iron monger they're both wearing iron man suit you can go on and on and on with this ant-man and the wasp the wasp is just (laughs) ant-man the same damn thing (laughs) i should be clear with the with everyone watching though that's not inherently a bad thing to make 
to make your the, the problem like if you have the opposite of your hero like that you can do that and you can do it well the the prime example i always think of is killmonger killmonger is black panther but evil but his character has such great depth and subtlety that you're fine with it because mm. you're invested in i mean the opening shot of black panther is killmonger being told the story of his people not t'challa but killmonger yeah. like he's the protagonist which is what they did the same thing with thanos it's what makes villains interesting when you make them the protagonist yeah to give them some backstory and stuff like that and then to kind of pull that into wandavision's perspective of you know you got agatha harkness who is a witch but bad who uh as the antithesis to scarlet witch you've got uh white vision who was the antithesis to vision um uh but if i'm being honest i don't have as much problems with that one their philosophy battle was one of my favorite things about this show yeah Yeah, that was awesome Uh, honestly vision was probably my favorite part of wandavision like all of his scenes i feel like paul bentney killed it every time he was in it uh he played his character perfectly his character was written perfectly and even to the point during his final battle he went from just beating stuff up to having a philosophical battle about who's the real vision it's like purely just that was amazing we'll definitely Um, get more into that too i think when we start talking about like the positive stuff because that's that's one thing i want to bring up is that library philosophical fight which was yeah yeah. and then uh uh, the the final villain that you have there is uh the bad bad sword man who he's not the antithesis to anything he's just not an interesting character because he has one off shot comment the entire show that explains why he wants to kill scarlet witch and it's not even that good and all it was is that he didn't get snapped. Everyone else did. And he blames it on the heroes. So the heroes who unsnapped and brought everything back. And But he really, really wants to kill one of the heroes that was snapped. Yeah, they weren't even there for that. I don't even understand. Yeah, how. he really, really wants to kill Wanda because she died with everyone else can, can you even i mean can you even tell me why agatha wanted to steal her powers so let's think about this she kills all of her witch family like 500 years ago and then she just waits it out yeah, like, what she is she just, doing you know she I think... makes a bath smokes a cigar waits for the scarlet witch to show up to become relevant yeah well i think she's because she talked about the scarlet witch and how it's like a known thing like there's a chapter in whatever book about it so yeah, i think she had clearly she had a lot of power without stealing wanda's power so it really begs the question what was she doing before this I why think wasn't she, she i think why the, did she have to have this particular power and not just use the ones that she already had to do some good or bad stuff i think the thought of the scarlet witch subdued her because she knew that the scarlet witch was more powerful than her and she wanted to take those powers so that she could be the most powerful witch right but she did she wanted to be able to like con the scarlet witch like she did and you know to be able to take those powers from her so can you guys explain a plot point to me i guess that maybe i'm just a little fuzzy on now so this show is now canon that scarlet witch has had her powers her whole life she was not given them from the mind stone she like she was clearly a witch since she was a child because she affects the probability field of the bomb going off like she uses a spell so that the bomb won't explode or whatever so if that's the case 
is she the one that gave the real Quicksilver in Ultron? Did she give him his powers? How did that work? Hmm. I don't know. Was it like an effect of her? Uh, her chaos magic could have created Quicksilver. I mean, it's certainly possible. Yeah. Like it just like didn't have it powers during the kid, the flashback. Um, and they, and Agatha went out of her way to say that she had powers and the mind, mind stone just enhanced them. That's what I thought. I thought the mind stone made her powers greater, which allowed her to become the Scarlet Witch. Right. It doesn't explain the, Quicksilver. It doesn't explain Quicksilver. I don't, I don't know. Because he clearly, <laughs> he didn't have powers during that flashback. No, he was just a normal dude. So, like, I don't, I guess, like, her chaos magic would have accidentally, maybe they just thought it was the Mind Stone because they were both yeah. exposed to it. I, I have no idea. It's a good question. <laughs> that's something that I don't think they know. I, I don't like it at all. I think that's a really stupid twist. <laughs> I think they don't answer questions like that. I think introducing witches and shit and making Wanda a witch her whole life having these powers her whole life was just stupid and screws up the story. I agree. It, it's also weird because I've always praised the MCU on building on itself. They've always done a good job of being like, here's Tony Stark building shit out of just like stuff he has in his garage. And then they're like, okay, here now his tech gets a little bit better. Oh, he put it in a suitcase and it's like portable. And it's like, oh, okay. Now, Wakanda happens so there's nanobots so it just forms on his skin and then like Doctor Strange kind of comes in the same way and they've so in Endgame when there's like crazy magic shit happening you feel like you've built like you've earned that point right. like that plot point this is just this is not that at all <laughs> this is like hey there's fucking witches now fuck you uh <laughs> yeah we, we gotta we gotta move on all right we got a story to tell yeah they don't do any of that shit which I think is probably the biggest bummer of this whole show is just like the lack of care that seemed to go into like planning things out, which is not something I've ever accused Marvel of. Yeah, normally they they seem very uh, they don't usually don't do things by accident. Yeah, it's a lot of accidents here. <laughs> <laughs> well, do we want to go to a more positive note? <laughs> um. Yeah. Sure. Do you guys just have all your gripes out? I, well, I could go on for hours. I was like, give me give me one last gripe because I haven't got a chance to bring it up. Yet. All right. Final final up. gripe. Yeah, one one more on Bad Sword Guy 900 or whatever his name is. Um, and I want to say, uh, so this is uh, during the after credit scene uh, where it turns out that this random lady that you've never seen in your life is a scroll, And she's like, hey, you got to go talk to the Captain Marvel. And uh, again, I brought up how dumb that was. Um, because uh, as Connor said, it's the same damn twist they already did in the last movie. Uh, oh, by the way, this person's a scroll. Whoa, you know. Um, clearly, they're trying to set up for a secret invasion, which uh, if any of you guys uh, know about the, the secret invasion comic, it's where the scrolls slowly start integrating themselves into Earth, slowly start taking over people and like abducting them to take over their place and try to take over the Earth that way. Um, so part, a big part of Captain Marvel, uh, a big twist in there was that scrolls were good guys. Uh, and I think that's going to be changing at some point. So I was really, really hoping that sword dude bad would have been a scroll. And that would explain why he's trying to kill an all powerful witch. 
because it would have, in my mind, it would have forgiven a little bit of their complete lack of character development for him. Uh, because at the end of that day, you're like, oh my gosh, he is, he's a alien trying to kill the hero so he can take over the world. And it sets up for that character line down the, like that, the story down the line. And instead we just got some other random lady saying, oh, hey, by the way, she wants to talk to you. And then that's all you get. That was the worst part is that it's some random lady turning into a scroll. It's not even someone, you know, Yeah, like it could have at least been the damn aerospace engineer that they built up for two episodes. That again was super disappointing. Um, But uh, no, it was just someone you've never met the entire time. And that was just like, Oh, by the way. And it's like, really, this is bad. (laughs) It could have even been Darcy because that would have made up for like why she was so weird or like she had like strange dialogue. If she's like some weird alien again, I don't think they should have done the scroll thing at all in this show. I think that was stupid. But if you're going to go that route, if you're like dead set on it, then that's what I would do. Make it one of the characters that we already know. Yeah, Um, I I like the dark. I didn't even think about Darcy, but that would have been a really cool thing, too. Um, having her be uh, her knowing about all like the technology and stuff like that would have helped if she was an alien. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, again, this is, this is probably my last gripe too. We'll each get one last gripe. Um, but I would have taken out sword entirely because they wasted sword in this show. It's just like some boring office building with nothing going on. I was yeah. like, what a disappointment. This is supposed to be like the space version of shield and you fucked it up. <laughs> yeah. So what I would have done instead is like, I actually probably would have had it be a little bit more of a Stranger Things vibe. I would have made this show definitely more like horrific for one thing. Like I would have added to the horror elements of the show that are kind of present. And instead of like a whole agency, a whole sword agency discovering Wanda, I would have just been like, maybe some people find it by accident. And like, you get to know those characters a little bit better. And they're just like random civilians. So it could be like, I don't know, kids on a bike. I'm, I'm spitballing. And, you know, this is obviously not super creative if it's like Stranger Things. But maybe like people from the other town, people coming to visit their families to that town, finding that they're on their way there. All of a sudden, they don't remember these people. They're like, what the fuck? And they, they try and go and explore. And then they infiltrate the town. Like you needed that human element instead of just faceless corporation they would have hit the energy barrier right 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 i'm just saying you needed like i think you needed a more personal touch to like the monica rambo like i'm going in and out of the force field over and over yeah it was just it was you didn't care about any of it. i didn't care about anybody at sword that's that's my final gripe i think i think uh actually have the note that i wish they would have just done wanda and vision for season one and if there's a season two i don't know if they said there's a season two or not but if there's a season two that's where you introduce sword like let the wanda stuff play out for one season without any outside interference just let let it it play out and even let the witch like the witch subplot can be the outside interference so to speak keep sword out of it there's too many outside things trying to mess with wanda and that ruins it just let her do the witch thing be Agatha, then in season two, introduce Sword and let her have the conflict with Sword. That's what my vision for the show would have been. No pun intended. <laughs> no, I totally agree. It That's was what my much. Wanda would have been. Wink. <laughs> it's my it's it's too much all at once. That's the problem with the show. It tries to do too many things. It's juggling like eighteen balls, and in the end, it just drops all of them, and it doesn't feel really satisfying for anyone besides 
the the titular heroes of what the show is called. Like that's really all you get. Yeah. Darcy has one line in the last episode. She hits the guy and she's like, "Who's going to jail now, bitch?" or whatever. And then that's you don't see her again. I hated Darcy and Thor. I hate Darcy in this. I, I don't <laughs> like her character. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like her character. She's always been bad. I don't know why. I saw her in episode four. And I literally went, "Oh, I rolled my eyes." I did eyes the same thing. I was like, "Oh my god, yeah." It's why did you do this? All right, the good things though. Let's be positive. Good things. I want to go back into dialogue because while there is a lot of bad, mostly bad, um, there's some good stuff there. Like I think the besides like maybe the first 10 minutes, which I think is pretty poorly written of the episode where they're going back through Wanda's memories. I think once you actually start to get to the flashbacks, that whole episode is very well written. Mm. I think, I think there's, there's one, I mean, everyone's been talking about the one line in particular from vision where he says, what is grief? If not love persevering, that's a dope line. Yeah. <laughs> very visiony which i like you don't get a lot of like philosophical vision until the end which is like all of his shit in age of ultron and i kind of liked seeing that come back for this mm-hmm. yeah i uh i like the the um when sparky dies not i don't like when he dies i like oh. the dialogue from that because agatha is holding him and the kids are like oh fix the dead mommy can't you just fix the dead and then she has to turn and be like, we can't just bring things back from the dead because um, we're sad. And I was like, Bitch. okay, you're yeah. like the do as I say, not as I do parent. I see. Yeah. Hypocritical bitch. <laughs> Is that not just all parenting though? Do yeah, that's, that's all parenting. Yeah. But I thought yeah, that, that was, was a kind great of moment. Yeah. But it really highlighted, like it made her think like, oh, I'm doing exactly what these naive kids want, but shouldn't do. Yeah, something something my mom actually pointed out because she grew up with that era of television. Um, that episode is called uh, a very special episode, and episodes of like you know, Saved by the Bell or like eighties and nineties television, The Cosby Show. If it was called a very special episode, or there were commercials for it calling it a very special episode, it usually dealt with grief. So it was like someone is having. Uh, a drug problem someone's having you know they're drinking too much gambling whatever it always dealt with a darker topic so for this one it's death it's them dealing with uh the dog dying and then also vision having a crazy existential crisis <laughs> at the end so i thought that was cool that they like they they use that terminology for that episode because it would be period correct i thought that was cool mm. I think uh, there was a really good conversation at the end, the very end of the show with Monica and Wanda, where um, she was like, Monica was like, if I had the powers and the chance, I'd bring my mom back. And it was almost like humanizing Wanda and being like, probably all do the same shit because we all have somebody we'd like to bring back or, you know, something we'd like to do with those powers to make her like, especially following a traumatic event like that, like. Monica, she just got unsnapped and found out her mom's dead. Wanda just found out Vision's dead. Like, it's right after a traumatic event and this happens. And it kind of humanizes them uh, to, like, okay, I get it, you know? Yeah. By the way, great scene also when Monica comes back after being snapped and you're like, what is going on? You see, like, something forming. You're yeah. Like, what the fuck is it? And then you see her face come back and you're like, oh, shit. Like <laughs> this is the snap and it was nice to see the snap from an angle that wasn't um, far from home. 
where in far from home it's fine because it's done for comedy like it's like all the people in the bleachers all the band all the musicians just pop in or whatever mm. and it's like funny but then in this one it's like well what happens if a hospital fills up with people <laughs> like people who were dying and then they come back or like people who are visiting people who are dying it's like really fucked up yeah <laughs> and i was like this scene is great like I, that was what i wanted more from this show like those yeah. those kind of deep emotional moments that come from the consequences of endgame um and you just, besides that you really don't get a ton of it i want to bring up too uh one thing that i did really enjoy about the show was um so um, when they show Wanda going into Westview for the first time and going to where, you know, like right after Vision died and all that kind of stuff, and she's going back and she sees the plot of land that they were going to start building on where, you know, the, the peck started. And um, I really liked her. You see her uh, walking around. You see all the different people uh, of the town in Westview living out their lives, but they're in New Jersey. New Jersey sucks. <laughs> and they go out of their way to say, wow, look right, how crappy this place is. They're like, there's like, there's boarded up windows here. Are people like, just look so unhappy with their mundane lives. So when she does it and she, you know, sitcomifies it, everyone becomes happy. Everyone has, uh, you know, they have, a, as far as she could think, they have a perfect life. They have, they're always happy. They always have friends. They always have something that they're doing. They all have jobs, you know, all this kind of stuff. So like in her mind, I think she was making them happier by fixing up their lives. They're giving them something more. Uh, but clearly, as we can see by the end, none of them were happy with it because they lost their freedom. Uh, so it was a really interesting, um, like, it, it's something that isn't really brought up. Maybe it's just me looking a little bit too far into it. But uh, I really liked uh, the looking glass of um, kind of this uh, theory of freedom versus happiness, which would uh, which would make you happier. Like, would you rather be happy while someone's controlling you or would you rather be uh, free and unhappy? <laughs> well, that's, that's one of the only pieces of subtext, I think, from that show that you can read into is like as she's watching all these people in their shitty lives, she's you know she doesn't say it or maybe she doesn't even think it, but you as an audience member go, maybe she's thinking I can make their lives better. Yeah, and that I thought was really interesting. And you don't get stuff like that in these types of shows generally because it's usually because then Darcy would have gone. It looks like all those people are sad because you're not allowed to have your own thoughts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't you can't think your own things. Yeah, that that's, that's what we're saying. Though. That's such a Darcy line. I, I'm almost <laughs> surprised that's not in. <laughs> I could write all of Darcy's stuff. Give me an afternoon. <laughs> Give me five minutes. That's all I need. <laughs> I will say one of my favorite uh, interactions in the show, though, was uh, with uh, Wu and Darcy with the, the bag of chips and the kids or whatever. Like she's like, "Do you want one?" And he's like, "I don't know. I could see like a little a little Wu like with the FBI this kind of stuff." She's like, "Oh, oh, a bag of chips." Granted, it was more funny because of Wu, but I, it was one of my favorite uh, right. like gags that genuinely like, made me laugh. I like Wu's character a lot. But yeah. also uh, another like fantastic thing that I love is from uh, he's from Ant Man and the Wasp, and uh, during that um, they have the, uh, the Magic University or whatever where he's like doing the uh, tricks and stuff like that, and Wu clearly took that class and was able to pull the cards out and use misdirection and stuff like that. Well, it was this uh, was a uh, couple I, years later, so he had time to practice. Yeah, yeah it was, it was a clever throwback. 
I will say I didn't love the second time that he did it where he says like misdirection. I was like, oh, I got it, man. You, yeah, <laughs> you've been building that up. You didn't have to yell at my face. But that's again, that's more Disney. Like we can't let people think we have to let them know in case yeah. they didn't figure it out. They're too stupid to understand this. <laughs> yeah, they, they just don't trust the general population, which is fair. I don't trust the general population either. They're pretty stupid. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I get that. I would love to have some things left to the imagination, which is exactly what you were talking about with like maybe I can make their lives better thing. Like yeah. that was that was a great uh, piece of subtlety and subtext where I was like, OK, this is, you know, more of what I wanted to see from the show that I didn't get. Um, I guess we can we can bring it up now because we mentioned it before. But the vision V vision fight, first of all, was just fun because yeah. they were like phasing into each other and then re like their arms were stuck in each other. Yeah. Which I thought was really fun, and then like, um, yeah, it was, it was just it was really well done. Yeah, yeah, and then once they actually start doing like the you know the the laser fight because it's a superhero movie. After that, they go into the library, and he's he's like, I have to kill the fake Vision. Is like I have to kill Vision, and then Wanda's Vision was like, I'm not Vision, and then they have that um, it's the boat of what is it again? The ship, the of ship of Theseus. Ship of Theseus. Yeah. So like it's like if that if you basically take that ship down to like one plank and then rebuild it is it still the same ship? Yeah. Uh, and they start having a debate about who's the real vision. And then I actually like the idea of his memories all still being in there and that her but it's from her because that vision was created by her cuz he's not real. So it's just her memories that he's able to like imprint on him on his synthetic brain. So I was like, you know, it's all fucky and whatever, but I'm sure in some way that may, like I could suspend disbelief for that making sense. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he flies away and then, you know, he'll obviously be back as the real vision. And uh, it's uh, uh, the show does a lot of uh, like kind of like self-fulfilling prophecy type stuff. I love when shows kind of do that stuff um, or, you know, a playful foreshadowing, things like that. Um we have uh, Quicksilver during the Halloween episode says, uh, your dead husband can't die a third time. And then he does. Right. <laughs> um, and uh, but again, it, it, that even led to an amazing line from uh, Vision once again, where it's like, uh, uh, I've been a mind without a body. I've been uh, a body without a soul. Now I've been a soul without a body. Who knows what I'll be next? And that was such a fantastic line. And it really shows like you, you follow the line of what vision's been. He's absolutely right. I mean, he started off as Jarvis. Yeah. And I think that could probably lead us into the, the end credit scene, which I actually thought was really not the stupid scroll one, but the one after, um, the one where where it does kind of like the shining opening where it's that really long zoom into the house. And then you see her on her porch and she's like making tea or whatever. And then you see another version of her in like all of her Scarlet Witch get up and she kind of looks like she's doing the Doctor Strange thing where she's like astral projecting. But and whereas, he plays the Doctor Strange music. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So whereas when Doctor Strange does it, it stops time and he can't control his body. It almost seems like she's so powerful that when she does it, she can like basically turn her body into a sim. Like <laughs> it just autopilot does stuff. <laughs> And then she obviously hears her children screaming out. Um, and there's a lot of theories about how, you know, her children were sentient beings. So maybe their souls were, are trapped in another dimension or something. And then that's where Dr. Strange is going to come in. She's like, Hey, listen, I need your help. Like my kids are stuck here. He's like, Oh yeah. I got you fam. <laughs> and he opens the door. You know how Dr. Strange talks. Yeah. <laughs> 
I thought that was cool. I thought that opened up a lot of possibilities for what can happen next with her character. Quick question on that. She was drinking tea. Why was the kettle going off? Did she have tea she's already? Making, she's making another glass. So she was drinking it already, <laughs> but the kettle was going off. I'm like, they're just super, super nitpicky. But Listen, she fucked up like, the Sims thing. I was thing. like, man, she's extra thirsty today. <laughs> God dang. I will say uh, that it was kind of like pulling at your heartstrings when she pulled out the note from Vision and it yeah. was like the circled thing and it was like to grow old in. And oh, I was like, yeah. oh, he just wanted to retire to yeah. the, New Jersey? The heart, on, the, the heart <laughs> yeah. on the calendar wasn't the hearts having dinner. It was the day they were supposed to move into their house. Oh, yeah. is that true? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Th- wow. That is, that is cool. Uh, like they just they 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 hit the field keys hard on you. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty that was feelsy. That was, was definitely a solid moment. You were yeah, I was like, isn't that what everybody wants? I mean, we can talk about the decline of the American dream in a different episode, but <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. For the mystery topic. Uh... <laughs> um, well, no, I wanted to touch on some other things. Um, I actually was trying to predict the show because I always do that. And I thought as we were going through the decades, like 50s, 60s, 70s, I thought S.W.O.R.D. wasn't actually going to be able to get through the energy barrier. I thought it was going to like drop when we got to like present day and then they could like go in and that didn't happen. That would have been a lot cooler, actually. You think? I actually do think so. Yeah. 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 There's some weird barrier. Um, again, I hate the idea that they can actually see the TV show. So stupid. Yeah, that that <laughs> really, was a pretty really early prediction. Um, uh, also, uh, at the end of episode four, when like Vision's corpse like flashes for like a couple seconds, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that was pretty freaky. I like that a lot too. It was cool until they did the same thing again with uh, Quicksilver, and I was like, "Are you fucking yeah. kidding?" Yeah. <laughs> it was cool they brought back the old actor even though they kicked his ass out <laughs> yeah I really like the scene where um, Wanda goes to visit Vision's body it's it's the one right before you know that she, she finds the note in New Jersey or whatever but I just like that scene because you're waiting for the moment for her to like start attacking people and steal the body you're like okay when is it gonna happen and then it just doesn't and you're like oh shit that guy lied yeah it's like hey, yeah, just he, lied. he just he just cut off the footage just before you know anything else happened yeah because she was getting in her car i'm like wait what the fuck like yeah <laughs> i was like where's the body <laughs> so that was kind of fun i liked i like that misdirect there i thought that was cool yeah. i don't know how he like edited together footage of her doing i guess he just has a really talented cgi team yeah yeah <laughs> I think one thing that was good space guys. I'm sure they have CGI. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Use Mysterio's tech. I think uh, one of the things that was good was um, like what they, when they were doing the flashback, like with Agatha uh, and they showed like Wanda watching those sitcoms, it kind of explained why she liked the sitcom so much because she watched a lot growing up. And I wasn't sure like in the beginning episodes, if it was like, is this what she thinks like the ideal life is or, you know what? But they explain like, as she grew up, this is what she like watched like exclusively when like she was in Sokovia. Yeah, and it's nice to see heroes at their low moments. Like she's watching Malcolm in the Middle right after her brother dies. Like she handles it like a lot of people do, which is when there's a tragedy in your life. You know, there's a a, a long period of grief, and then usually distraction. You try to distract yourself with things like TV shows. Right. Um. So it made perfect sense that she would. Like, 
embody that when she created this world. Like I'm literally like literally and figuratively going to distract myself (laughs) by not only, you know, watching TV, but being in TV, like actually experiencing that firsthand. So I thought that was a cool moment. I did love her family with the terrible Russian accents. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I like that they joke about the accents being bad and stuff like that and and not being consistent. And then they continue to do it bad and not consistent. Yeah. The the reference that I made. At least they're consistent with it. You know what? At the end of the day. The reference that I made that I know that I know none of our audience is going to get. But I don't know if you guys remember all that. Like it was like Saturday Night Live for kids. Had Amanda Bynes on it and stuff. Oh yeah, um, I don't remember. But there was there was this one thing that they used to do, and it was like it was supposed to be a joke blockbuster, but they called it Block Blister, and it was like this Ukrainian family that owned it. And the whole joke is that people would come in, they'd be like, "Oh, I wanted to see Stuart Lip- Little," and they're like, "No, you don't want Stuart Little. You want Stuart Lipple." And then they'd play the tape, and it would just be like movies that the family themselves recorded so it was like the son that works behind the counter he's like oh no i'm stored label and like that was the whole joke but the accent that the family used in the show reminded me of them because they're like you don't want that movie this movie much better and it was like the worst accent ever (laughs) except this time it was serious and i was like oh this is so bad like the kids I get kids can't do accents like that. That's they're child actors. I don't expect much, but the parents were even worse. Yeah. I'm like, this is like 1980s Soviet union. And you're like, Oh, we're going to watch TV. They sound like, like count. Like the count. Yeah. <laughs> Some historical accuracy, please. I know it's a Marvel movie. I know you don't really care about trying, but please. Oh, the historical accuracy for the country of Sokovia. yeah i guess that's true Um, you have whatever accent you want and make up a stan yeah i think uh i also really like agnes's character not agatha agnes i kind of liked agatha's character although it was introduced poorly i think uh catherine Hahn did like a, a really fantastic job i don't know if it was written for her or if it was just like really good casting for like her for that role but she played it like wonderfully and she did her wink that she does. I think she's done it like parks and rec and step brothers maybe. Oh yeah. She does in everything. And just because I don't like her plot, I I should specify. I love Catherine Hahn. She's great. She's great in everything. And she was good in this too, for what she was given. I just think her character is so undercooked and had no bearing on the plot whatsoever. That it just seemed like a massive waste of time to throw in last minute. Yeah, she acted her heart out, but you can only act so much to save a script. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. I I, so I still really enjoyed her. But. What would you guys give? I know we don't generally like to do this most of the time, but this show I feel like you can kind of do this with. Out of ten, what do you think you're you guys are hovering around in terms of score? I actually have a number that I gave it because I told you I was doing like that rating thing for all the movies and stuff I watch. Uh-huh. So I actually have one. It's a little bit higher than. Uh, maybe what I discussed here. <laughs> uh, I gave it an 8 out of 10 because I still really enjoyed it and, you know, I think a lot of the, the gripes I have were kind of like small things and I think I still really enjoyed the show. Um, and I, maybe it's just what I hoped the show could be. Maybe is giving it an extra point or two. <laughs> but I said 8. 
Joey, you want to go? Sure. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, probably like six point five to seven. Uh, yeah, kind of like what you said. Like uh, I, I, as you saw, like I I was dicking on it for a pretty extensive amount of time. But at the end of the day, uh, every Friday I was so excited to get home from work and be able to watch the show. Like it kept me engaged. Uh, and uh, even if what I expected or what I wanted to happen, it, uh, it still told enough of a compelling story for me. And like I said, I really enjoyed like the productivity levels of it to where it was uh, fun visually to watch. Um, and uh, it got me excited for the rest of the series to come. Okay. Yeah, I have to, I, judging on what I've given other stuff, like if I would give another Disney Plus show that I watched, Mandalorian uh, Season 2, like a 7.5 to 8 out of 10, that's probably where I would give it. And that show is way better than this one. <laughs> um. I'd probably give this like, I'd probably give it like a five. Like I'd say maybe between a five and a six. So like a 5.5 is probably where I'm landing with WandaVision. Like just I had very slightly above average. Very, very slightly above average. I, and a lot of that is my own expectations. I, I had a lot of, th- this was the show I was most excited for out of these MCU shows. Like I was over the moon excited for this. I, when the first two episodes dropped, I was like fucking stoked. And I think something not going judging something for what it isn't instead of what it is isn't fair but that's my baggage and (laughs) it's you know it's just how i really feel about it so i I would honestly give this like a 5.5 i think it had a lot of good stuff but it was weighed i i would disagree with you chris just in the fact that i don't think the things that we talked about were small things i think they were pretty major problems (laughs) like fundamental issues with this show that uh, really need to be fixed if they plan on doing a season two. Maybe I shouldn't say they were small things. I think the the big thing is like the sword plot didn't take it out completely for me. Like I wish that was removed, but I think that was still like average. The witch subplot kind of took it out and took me out of it, but that was like the final two episodes. Bad ending. I'm not gonna shit on it too much because I really did enjoy everything else about that show. And so yeah, I think eight out of 10 is pretty, pretty, maybe a little generous, but I think it's pretty on point for me. And I like you said, you judge things based on what's not in it. I, I don't like to do that. I like to, okay, what is the show? What is it? What's in there? Did I like it? Yeah, no, I, I'm agreeing that it's not fair. I totally, I totally agree that I shouldn't be doing that. But, you know, given the amount of hype and given the way that trailer was shot, I really did expect a lot of things from the show that I just didn't get. So I'll say I'll say one last nice thing before we before we move on. The best shot I think in this entire show, and it really almost like gave me goosebumps. I was like, I was like, wow, that was fucking cool. When she does the speed walk ramp thing up to um, Agnes, and she does the mind shit, and the way that it's shot is so cool because like it shows Agnes's eyes, and it shows the red not only go over her eyes but also her entire face, and it's just like it's this crazy lighting rig that they must've had on set to get those effects, but it was just so cool. Like when she finally used her mind powers again, I was like, that is a sick shot. I wish this whole show was as good as that one shot. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess that's all I'll say on it. We, uh, we are over an hour. I think at this point, by the way, (laughs) we really, yeah. Wow. Okay. But like by a couple minutes, do we um, want to do we want to just end it right there or what do you want to do? Uh it's up to you guys. Joey, do you have a mystery topic prepared? 
I thought of something, but if we skip it um, and we just keep it a full WandaVision thing, I'm cool with that too. Yeah, I'm I think, fine with this just being a WandaVision episode. I have a couple topics, but um, I think we'll just keep it a full WandaVision thing and we'll bring those up next week. Can I update something from last week that I just thought was kind of funny? Something I yeah, mentioned? Let's do, uh, let's do updates, recommendations. And, okay. Uh, let the people get on with their day. Absolutely. So one thing I wanted to bring up because it was what we talked about last week with the house in my neighborhood that's constantly uh, covered in Halloween decorations, like year round. Mm-hmm. Um, I was driving around the other day, like basically like two days after we filmed that. And I was going through a new part of the neighborhood that I hadn't been through yet. Or it was like one neighborhood over, I think. And as I'm driving by, I see this house that is covered in Christmas decorations and not only like lights and stuff, there is a nine foot tall nutcracker in their front yard. (laughs) So to answer the question from last week, do other houses have like all is are all holidays covered? The answer is yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's Christmas town. You're in Halloween bill. You, you know, you want independence day. You go to the next block over. (laughs) Joey, I don't know if you saw that, but the Halloween house, when I was describing it, they have, they have a hearse, and it has a flame decal on it, and it's parked in their driveway. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Right? It's kind of awesome. I, we yeah. were talking about how mad we must like we would be if we were their neighbors, like having to see that shit every day, lowering our property value. But <laughs> but looking from afar, it's awesome. Yeah. I tried, to, I tried to KBB the value of that hearse, but they didn't have a flame decal checkbox. So <laughs> It's one of a kind. <laughs> it's unique unique that was the only update i just wanted to bring that up real quick because yeah. it made me laugh so hard i was like i can't believe both of these things exist within five minutes of each other right what are the fucking odds that was not far from my house at all you got to do one holiday too you got to make it like a neighborhood thing what should i do which holiday what's your favorite holiday today's mario day if you just want to put mario decorations <laughs> i don't i just put a, i put a giant mario hat on my house yes i don't know if people would get that yeah. you could do like I don't know. You could do like my favorite's Chris. I could do like Thanksgiving. You could do Thanksgiving. Turkey. You could do like Day of the Dead and have like a bunch of. I guess that's kind of close to Halloween though. Unless you yeah, had like, like sugar skulls or something. <laughs> I don't want to steal their thunder. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, like I guess you could do Independence Day, but then I mean, you might just look like a redneck. That's just every other house in my neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's always Fourth of July here. <laughs> You oh, could yeah. do like Valentine's Day and have like hearts and like a cute. You could have a nine foot tall Cupid, just a giant baby. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> baby with wings. You could just stand out there too. You know, this diaper and everything. <laughs> I get one of those like giant Cupid fountains with the baby that's like pissing into the fountain. Or, you know, whatever the rich people have. I thought it was called the Cupid Shuffle. <laughs> you just have. You could have the Cupid Shuffle playing on repeat. Would blast out of my house, and you could have like red and white lights like that that go with the music. Oh yeah, like they do like at the crazy Christmas houses where it like plays with the songs or whatever. Yeah, the light shows. Yeah, it's a great idea. All right, that was all I wanted to mention. Do you want to like? <laughs> we can go into recommendations if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you? What are you? What's your recommendation this week, Connor? Um, I don't know. I think last week. What did I do last week? Do you remember? I don't know why you would, but (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I don't know. I didn't get to say. I said it in the last episode, and I didn't get to say it in this one because we lost it. So I'll just say Daft Punk again. Um, <laughs> and I actually am gonna put the playlist this week in the description because we lost the episode last week. So I made a little playlist of like entry level Daft Punk songs. Um, so if you guys want to listen to that, you can go for it. If not, that's fine. But you know, I that's my recommendation. Uh, I'm gonna go with the one that we talked about before. Uh, before recording. I'm going to say uh, Pokemon MMO. Uh, you know, if you do take this recommendation and download it, you know, if you're doing the ROMs, make sure that you have the legal right to use those ROMs. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's it's pretty fun. It, it goes off. Of, we've you know just started in Gen 3, and I haven't really gotten that far. Um, but it's really fun. Uh, there's... It's different than the original game and just like some slight aspects, but it's multiplayer Pokemon, which is awesome. And so uh, I, I would just recommend that and give it a try. It seems a little sketchy. I still think it's a little sketchy. It's not sketchy at all if you have the legal rights. Uh, also, allegedly, we had fun. That way we don't get in trouble. All right, continue. Allegedly. No, well, I the website's a little sketchy. I'm not even talking about like legality stuff i'm talking about like i might have a virus on my computer now <laughs> yeah probably my computer's so old at this point it yeah. wouldn't shock me i don't know if a virus would affect your computer speeds and stuff at this point <laughs> it'd probably make it faster <laughs> uh joey do you have a recommendation uh all i can think of is uh take the stimmy that you're about to get and get a gaming PC. I just uh, recently built uh, one of mine with the help of a good friend of mine. Uh, and um, it wasn't as hard uh, as I was expecting. Uh, frankly, not as expensive as I ever thought it would be. And uh, I've been pleasantly surprised with it. That's uh, the reason why I'm doing this in a different area because I got my computer set up and I'm not just sitting on my couch with uh, my fiance's laptop. And uh, yeah, I... I highly recommend building a gaming PC uh, using this thingy. So your recommendation <laughs> is to be rich. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> not to be say, rich is to, is to take the free money that you're getting and just upgrade your life. <laughs> or um, you know, use it to pay expenses if you have to. Or no. listen, listen, this, listen. This those, is... those bills are going to still be there no matter what if you drop fourteen hundred in them or not. Okay, computer is forever. For yeah, would... for for legality's sake. This is not financial advice. This is not financial do not, advice. Do not download things off the internet if you're not legally allowed to. GameStop to the moon. Yeah, like, GameStop, GameStop to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta, I gotta check that. Um, <laughs> uh, do Dog, don't other... be poor. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was gonna say <laughs> if you if you don't have the this, if you don't qualify for the stimulus check. So if you don't qualify for the stimmy, you make enough money to buy a game. Yeah, then you've you've had one for a while now, I'm sure, if you're interested. <laughs> yeah. Um, I definitely need to get one though, because I'm sick of my computer running so slowly. <laughs> or you can even do a gaming laptop. I mean, I could call call this a gaming laptop, but it's it's got decent graphics card and 4K and all that stuff. And I just bought this and it was it's been running amazing for me. I mean I think these, this video is going to turn out well, and I'm recording it like twice at the same time. 
So <laughs> yeah, that's always that's always the key. I could I definitely couldn't do that on this one. Um, and hopefully you guys like the new format. I'll say like if if it's up right now, if you're seeing us in little televisions and uh, oh yeah, there it is. Oh, the oh, RGB, nice. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the lights make me happy. I'm just a child. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think that's it, though. Chris, you want to sign yeah, us out? Yeah, thank you guys for watching this week. Um, uh, we don't know who the guest will be next week. I was going to say, we actually said Chris McCain was going to be on this week. We're uh, fucking liars. Yeah, we're liars. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's some scheduling conflicts, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. So hopefully he'll be on in the near future. Um, we really are upset about the lost episode with him. And uh, we're trying to get him back for you guys because we think that content is great. Joey... Your content is great too. <laughs> Actually, I think this is a really good discussion about WandaVision. Yeah, yeah, it was. I really enjoyed this a lot. But uh, thank you th for being on. We really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah thank you, Joey, for being on. Thank yeah, you guys for watching. Uh, give us feedback on what you thought about WandaVision. What you think about this overlay? What you think about life in general? Um, give us a like if you like the video. Subscribe if you want more. And enjoy the rest of your day. Peace, guys. See you next Bye. time.